Welcome to the Drama Free Podcast. Save the drama for your mama. How's it going out there, Drama Free Beer Land? Welcome back. Sorry, uh, we've missed a couple episodes, uh, a lot of travels, busy time for all of us hosts. Um, appreciate you guys holding on and sticking it out there with us. And uh, welcome to episode 24, I believe. Um, at least that's what I put in the title, so better make sure that is episode 24. Um, I'm with me. It's just uh, me and Chris tonight, uh, Mr. Chug Shrug himself. Um, you know, our other two co-hosts have uh, have had other things going on. You know, we're all busy people, especially with summer coming and, and work travels. So, uh, Chris, glad to have you, man. How you doing? Yeah, man, thanks. It's good to, I'm good. It's good to be back on here uh, chatting with you about random beer things that we just deem worthy of our of our time. Absolutely. What you, what you drinking on, man? I'm actually drinking a mead right now. I'm drinking a Mood Light Meadery. Uh, Embrace, which is their black currant mead. Uh, something I actually picked up in Des Moines when I was on the way back from uh, Morning Delight. Nice, nice. I uh, I am drinking on... Barntown released a beer uh, yesterday called Imaginary Time. It's a double dry hop, double New England IPA. And, uh, you know, it, it is phenomenal. Um, I do have a couple extra bottles to look up um, if you're listening, uh, I'll post as well in the group, but um, I'm going to throw a couple of bottles out there for uh, a biff. And um, so I'll probably be posting that tonight or for sure tomorrow. Um, it is nice. one of the juiciest beers I think I've ever had. And, you know, that's saying a lot. So they're coming a long way. They're doing good things. Trying to spread yeah, the love. Yeah, man, like they're putting out something new every week. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they did. A, you'll like this. They did a uh, for Cubs opening day. Not the home opener, but the opening day, um, they did a beer called 108 Stitch, um, and, you know, in reference to the 108 years, and uh, it was a lawnmower beer. I mean, it's a beer that they plan on having on all summer. It'll be a regular tap, um, but it is a really, really smooth beer. It reminds me of baseball. I love nice. it. Nice. like the name, too. It's cool. Yeah. So uh, let's start this show off here. Um Let's go with, uh, I, I like this topic, being that I own one and, and know the Mr. Whale Slayer himself, but uh, we have a topic thrown out here. I can't remember who did that, um, that this uh, rundown has been created for quite some time and edited over the weeks, but um, are they cool? You know, is it worth the wait and the money? Um, I'm going to let you go first since I own one, Chris. What are your thoughts? Okay. Yeah, I've always thought they were cool. I have a couple of friends who own them. Um, for me, it was it was always uh, a matter of money, and I uh, just really couldn't see myself paying that kind of money for uh, something that just looked cool and did the exact same thing that my non-cool-looking bottle openers did. But, um, and I know it's not a whale slayer, but in the same vein, I did get um, a forged opener this week from Ken Kellogg, uh, and I thought that was very cool. It was out of the blue. Uh, totally unexpected. So I just want to say thanks again to him for that. But uh, yeah, I think the whale slayers are cool. Uh, I just didn't see paying the money for it at all. Absolutely. I think uh, all those styles, any of the forged styles, I mean, they do the trick. Yeah, the whale slayer, you know, he, he forged the, you know, the, 
the market for it, and 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 he's the OG. But you know, so other people do some good things, and uh, you know, he in fact embraces that. As long as you're not copying, you know, his exact styles and trying to you know rip off of his his logos, his marks, his right. trademarks. Because I know he's trademarked the name, and I think he's done a style as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't care. You know, he's an artist. He want you know. He wants people to, to, you know, he did the same. He, he's even stated he started the same, you know, kind of mimicking other artists and, and forging his own way. And that's what he wants to encourage from everybody else. Um, that being said, I have a whale slayer. I love it, um, you know, to the point where, you know, a couple couple of shares ago, I think it was a vanilla share. All my friends here played a prank on me. And, and I didn't notice this for about a week, but they took my whale slayer and hit it. Um, but they got so drunk that they forgot they did that until I freaked out and started texting them like, where the hell, you know, I, I think this happened on a Saturday, Thursday, I was going to a, I was going to a, uh, a bottle line release and I, uh, was looking for the well slayer cause I usually bring it with me and tore my garage, my bar apart looking for it. And finally, you know, started texting them furiously. One of them, one of them reached out to me like, yeah, sorry, man, we were drunk. I forgot completely about it. Um, I have it, or a friend of my, a friend of, you know, a friend of ours has it, but guess what? He's in Orlando and it's in his car. I'm like, well, at least it's safe and nobody stole it from me, which you know, I really didn't think it was stolen. It was more like, what did drunk Chad do with it? More, more <laughs> so anything. When you hide things from yourself when you're drunk, those are always the best. I do all the time. I, my, you can ask my wife, Chris. I, I've, I've hidden my wedding ring for myself before. Like I thought, oh, drunk Chad's like, oh, this is a cool place to put it. And it's not in my normal spot that I normally do. And I freaked out, freaked out, and turns out it was in the shower. So Nice. That's a good place for that. Yeah. I definitely think it's worth the wait. You know, he does he does some good sty- good styles, and he's always, you know, innovating. And, and, you know, you can definitely come to him with an idea, and it probably costs you a little bit more money. But, you know, I think any of those bottle openers, those are pretty cool. Those are a neat talking piece, you know, and, and – you know, a pride piece for people, especially in the beer drinking world. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Uh, I think the artist, the, the, the point you just made about uh, artistry and whatnot, I mean, I, I like the fact that he embraces the people following after him because, after all, as long as you're not trying to rip them off and you're not claiming to be one, not, you know, saying that it is one, it's your own thing. You know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I think it's a, you know, I think it's a really cool thing. Absolutely. Um, let's 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 talk about this uh, next topic here. The Reddit shutdown recently, and they've been going through, and they're still doing it to a lot of groups. But the the shutdown of multiple trade sales pages on Reddit. Um, I know they went through and deleted quite a few pages or archived quite a few pages. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I'd only made a couple uh, a couple trades in Reddit. Um, I, I used it more for. Uh, an idea of uh, what was moving at what levels and whatnot. Um, it didn't seem to have the same because some of the other groups in Facebook, when you try to figure out that ridiculous secondary value, which is all perception and some doofus in his mom's basement, just setting that. But uh, Reddit didn't seem to have that much of, um, you know, uh, people crapping on threads and derailing them. It was just, if it, if it wasn't along the right lines, uh, value-wise, and people just passed it by. So um, I, I read through that site uh, or the, that page quite a bit, but I didn't. Um, 
I didn't use it, but maybe twice. So um, that said, though, I think it being shut down is pretty garbage. I mean, I understand it's not the most legal thing, but I'm pretty sure that um, you know there's a lot of other illegal things going on there uh, with regards to um, all the different like individual subreddits and whatnot. So um, I think they should have just left it alone, but. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, it, it's their site. They, you know, they definitely have, um, you know, for me, they definitely have control over it. And if they feel like they could come into some legal trouble, you know, over something, you know, it, 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 that's their prerogative. You know, I mean, that's their namesake. That's their, that's what they're in business for. So I guess, you know, it sucks. I'd never done trades on Reddit, but uh, I, I, I know many people that have. And, you know, that's just an avenue that that uh, people went. Um, I personally like Facebook, um, you know, because it's more easy to um, determine, you know, a person's, you know, validity. And, and they can't hide behind a username. It's more easy to, you know, determine who a person is, if they're real, if they're a troll, if you're going to get taken for some money or for some beer. Um, you know, it's, le- it's, it's less likely – you know, I wouldn't say less likely to be to be taken advantage of, but it, it's it's more safe in my opinion um, than Reddit was. Um, you know, and I did trade. I, I I'd look out at, at the trade boards and, and kind of watch it, but I never I've never actually done one. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just for me. Anytime you're shutting down things like that, I don't know. It, that I don't, I don't want to go as far as saying the c word because it's not necessarily censorship, but. Um, I don't really see how legally it can blow back to them. It's not like they were, um, it wasn't one of their standard Reddits. It was a subreddit that was created by users. So I, I don't know. But, you know, whatever, like you said, it's their site, their namesake, it's their business and whatever. It's just uh, it's annoying the more and more things that keep getting uh, shut down. I, I think it was in, in the long run, I think it was harmless and the users were, uh, you know, taking the risk on themselves. Uh, but yeah, you may make a good point, the anonymity thing too. I, I hadn't really thought of that, uh, really. Uh, both times I was approached, um, I didn't, like so on both trades I, I did, I was just approached, hey, do you, do you happen to have any of this? Because I'd posted in regular craft beer or whatever. But yeah, so uh, that's a good point about the anonymity. Yeah, so, um, you know, this was a big topic on our, our beer page here, um, you know, uh, on our on our actual Facebook page for the podcast, uh, buying brewery stuff. Um, you know, it, this this actually derived from another topic. I can't remember if it was within our group or an outside group I saw it on, but I posed it as a question about buying brewery stuff. And, um, you know, some people were on the fence. You know, there, there were people taking the sides of, you know, you're paying, you know, if you have to buy the shirt or the hat, the, the, the sweatshirt, whatever, what have you, you're paying, you know, you're buying this brewery stuff and giving them essentially free advertising. People are, are saying, well, the brewery should just hand that stuff to you. Um, I'm on the, I'm on the side that, you know what, I'm going to support a local brewery um, as much as possible. So I'll buy, you know, if I like the shirt and it's got their logo and I like their brewery, I'm going to buy it. I don't care if it's free advertising. I'm happy to give them free advertising because they're such a good place. Now I wouldn't buy a shirt from somebody from a brewery. I hate there's a couple in, 
in town here that I would never wear their stuff just because I don't like the brewery. I don't like the owners. I don't like the way they do things. So I'm not <laughs> going to buy their stuff and essentially give them money and then give them free advertising. So uh, what are your thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah, I 100% agree with it being free advertising, and I think that's there's no problem with that. Um, the stuff that I wear uh, that I've uh, bought, uh, it's because I do like the people. I've had a good experience. I've enjoyed the beers. Uh, it's a good memory. Um, I go back and forth between hats and shirts. Um, and as someone who works for a brewery and hands out hats and stickers and koozies and sunglasses on a you know about three times a week, um, breweries do give a lot of that stuff away as free advertising. But hats and hats and shirts, um, hoodies and and things of that nature, those are a little more expensive. And I, I do think that they are 100% in the right to uh, to charge for those. Um, and they're not forcing anybody to buy it. I mean, they're not. It's not part of your entry fee into the brewery. So if if they're buying it and having it for sale, and someone comes in and wants to, uh, you know, rep that brewery either for the good experience they have, the good beer they have, for the cool logo. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what everything uh, that you wear does. That. You go to a concert and you buy a shirt, you're going to give that band free advertising. But you went to the concert and it was a cool concert. Um, uh, I don't know. That, that's how I feel. I, I, I have no problem giving um, companies I care about free advertising. All that said, um, a couple of years ago, I went to Wicked Weed and I bought a hat. Well, after they got bought up, um, I was at Craig's and I threw my hat in this fire pit and burned it. So <laughs> I was not giving them free advertising anymore. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I mean, people have done worse with pro jerseys, you know, or team jerseys. So, I mean, it's, it's the same mm-hmm. concept. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I proud to wear the stuff that I enjoy, you know, um, you know, I wear, you know, logo, you know, company logo shirts all the time or, or hats because I like that company. Um, right. You know, again, you you said it best. Nobody's forcing you to buy it. So why do you care if somebody wants to buy a hat or shirt, buy it, let them buy it. It's their money, you know, same with beer. Um, And that brings us actually into a a great topic here Um, along that line is chugging limited release beers okay or not okay um you know i'm no stranger to chugging you know you know high value secondary esque beers and and it's my beer you know the same lines of it's your money they can buy a shirt it's my money i paid for that beer you know who no matter what i paid for it if i want to chug it i want to chug it um yeah people say beers are meant to be enjoyed but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed chugging, so I killed two birds, one stone. <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% agree with it. Um, you know, it's it's nice every once in a while to just remind people that uh, beer is supposed to be fun. Um, and no matter what you think, you don't own beer. You rent it. Because as soon as you drink it, you got a waiting period, and then it's going to be gone and out of your system, and all you've got left is a bottle. So... Uh, we've kind of touched on this a little bit before, but for me, it's about the memory. So if it's a, a funny chug on Drama Free or if it's a chug and show of solidarity on Drama Free just to, you know, goof off, that's that's a fun memory. Same way that if I want to, you know, save it and take it to a bottle share and savor it with four or five, six friends, whatever, it's no different. Um, 
I'm not going around trying to police everybody's drinking habits. Um, we all know my stance on AB InBev. Um, but that doesn't mean everybody else has to have that same stance. I'm not telling other people they can't go drink, you know, AB products that are formerly craft. That's just, I choose not to do it. So, I don't know, man. I try not to, I try not to over-legislate anybody else's life a whole lot because... I don't want them in my life legislating things, so I take that to pretty much all facets of my life. So, um, just real quick, I had a question for you on, on the last topic before we move too far away from it, and I forget. Um, how many would you say uh, products do you have from all breweries combined, like shirts and hats and socks or whatever? I mean, just wearable things. Uh, uh, uh. I could say uh, I know the most brewery representing my house is Toppling Goliath. I have probably eight shirts of theirs, um, different, you know, from like, and some of them are, aren't just TG branded shirts. They're beer branded, so Morn Delight, Assassin, King Sue, you know, um, I, I have bought all those shirts. I have a stocking cap from TG. Um, I'd say all around uh, of purchased and, and non-purchased stuff, like, like you said, people hand out stuff. I would say probably 50 to 75 items, you know, that yeah. being stocking caps, hats, sunglasses, keychains, shirts. Um, you know, I, I have quite an assortment. Um, I don't wear them during the winter because I don't really have any hoodies, um, but I have a lot of T-shirts. Yeah. I would probably say I have somewhere in the neighborhood of – I don't know, 40 shirts, probably something like 20 hats, uh, something along those lines. Um, and again, it's just from, you know, when I travel and hit a brewery, if, if they've got a cool logo or I had a good experience or whatever, I, I pick something up. I try to support that brewery and give them the free advertising. Um, and then being in the, in, in the industry, you, know, you go places and you do these kind of trade-offs things too. I give them a shirt from Lost 40 and they give me a shirt from wherever. And so some of them, I, I probably bought 80% of them. Some of them were given to me. I was just curious how many you had. Cause I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's people out there who make it a point to buy something every, every brewery they go to. And I typically oh, yeah. spend most of my money on the beer as opposed to the swag, but I do try to support with swag as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just from swag too, I didn't even, that wasn't even true glasses. So I try to buy a glass at every brewery I visit, and I actually do usually buy a mm-hmm. glass. Um, so I have quite the glassware collection from different breweries I've visited. Um, you know, if it's a logo, logo, you know, or just a cool style glass, you know, I'm buying it. Um, uh, I haven't done that recently, um, although I did just crack my TG pint glass uh, cleaning it the other day. So next, and, and that was the old style, which I'm kind of mad about. So it was the old logo. So now I probably can't get that anymore, but, you know, I, I guess if I could, somebody around me has one, I'm sure. But uh, I guess next time I go up there, I'll be buying another TG Python glass for sure. Um, but including that, you know, it's an astronomical number and kind of makes me cry for my wallet a little bit here. Um, thinking <laughs> yeah, about the dollar signs attached to all that, that swag and, and glasses I have. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one we, we've talked about other you know stone we might get the stone later because um, they just recently released a a press release a jokish pre- press release in my opinion but uh, 
you know, they, they released a statement and that kind of re revamped or uh, brought up a conversation in our group. But um, this one was specifically um, Paps is being sued for false advertising from a gentleman who is no stranger to suing breweries. Uh, reading into this a little bit more, this guy's gone after a lot of other people for for uh, false advertising as well. But his claim was that uh, they uh, that Miller Coors does not uh, brew using the Artesian Spring in Tumwater, Washington, but rather in a, a industrial area of Los Angeles. And he decided to file a lawsuit because the brewery's false advertising. What are your thoughts on that, Chris, since me and you are probably the most vocal on the Stone Uh Yeah, I don't think this guy is going to take this that far. I mean, I don't know how independently wealthy this gentleman is, uh, but I, I can't see this being much more of, hey, I'm getting my name in beer news kind of thing. Uh, whether or not he has a, an actual leg to stand on or not, uh, you know, he probably has – there's some validity there. They're, they're – marketing in his craft and using industrial water. I don't I don't know. I'm not a lawyer obviously, so uh that does seem a little fishy. It's like someone claiming uh, claiming to have all homemade products and cooking from frozen, right? I mean, they're lying and it's duplicitous and it's not good business practices, but I don't know that necessarily you could sue that restaurant for that. Uh that seems a little bit over the top and uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I think it's kind of funny, though. I mean, it, I think there's a lot of these little frivolous lawsuits out there that make me laugh, but I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Um, what about you? What do you? What do you? What are you even thinking about it? So, I mean, reading this article, I, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I I think this guy's just looking for a little bit of name in the news slash recognition. I don't know what he really wants. He sued Twenty First Amendment, it looks like, and they just settled out of court because. Um, they just wanted him to go away, but it looks like um, it, what happened was uh, it was, wasn't actually Pabst. It was a, the Olympia brand uh, of beer that mm. Pabst recently had owned, and what Pabst had done was closed down Olympia, and um, they contracted the Miller Coors to brew the Olympia in their in their kind of Los Angeles, but. Um, you know, I, I really don't know. I, I got to. I've read into this, and I think he's just—he's a self-described beer and craft beer consumer and um, and champion, is what he writes. Um, He's—it it, was—he uh, alleges the breweries duping customers. Believing all the breweries' beers are made in San Francisco. When some actually get brewed in an old, crappy brewery that makes crappy beer, and that's what he's trying to bring shed light on. Um, you know, I really don't know. I think this guy's just an IP chaser. You know, those people that go out and look for you to write something or say something wrong or or play music that's not your. You know, kind of one of those guys that just chases after lawsuits. Um, I liken it to um, back in the old days when torrents were big and you you seeded a torrent and then you you allowed it to be uploaded and people seed from you. You know, your cable company got sued or got a warning letter, and they sent it to you that from this this company that basically looks out there. They don't even own the rights to the to the music. They're like acting as a middleman, and they collect the money. and And I think it's all shady business. Um, 
much like Facebook shutting down audio from a from a video, a live video or, or a video you upload because there's music playing in the background and you don't own the rights to that music. You know, I mean, I obviously like it just happened to me and it happens to all of us, but it just happened to me on Saturday. I was playing Beatles in the background. Um, wasn't, you know, saying, hey, this is my song. Everybody listen to it. You know, it just happened to be in the background and I was drunk and forgot that I had it playing because I usually do turn my music off so I don't get you know, those warning messages from Facebook. But I just think, you know, if I'm not out there saying that this is my product, send me money uh, and, and trying to be claim ownership of something, let it be, you know, that's free advertising. I mean, this seems right. to be a theme of a show here. It's free advertising for the Beatles really didn't need free advertising, but you know, it's free advertising <laughs> to some of these artists and, you know, just let it go. Just, just let them play. Let the music play. Let people enjoy it. Let the consumer see. You know, word of mouth is the best advertising out there. So if I enjoy the Beatles, and or if I enjoy this band, and I say, Chris, you got to check out this band. You know, and then we happen to be on live video, and I play it, and then you go after that and consume the music and buy, you know, music or listen to it. Who loses in that situation? Nobody. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. Uh, I think the only thing that the concern is that it's used in a wrong way. You're describing all the right ways it can be used, but obviously there's people out there that have malcontent and, and could use it in a in a way that's not beneficial to the uh, to the original artist, and, and that's where you sort of fall into traps. And I think that's why they they have that. I mean, I don't know that to be a fact or not, but that that would seem to be why you would want to stop that sort of. Um, uh, unlicensed use of things. But I've noticed in even like bars I've gone to now uh, that have live music, they'll have signs up saying, uh, you know, play only original songs, don't play, they'll have a license for you to be playing whatever, you know, cover songs because we don't, we don't have an uh, entertainment license or whatever that is that they pay the difference. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that it's a very overly litigious society. I think everyone needs to just chill the heck out, pour themselves a beer, hold hands, sing Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are why we can't have nice things, Chris. Um, to that point, I had a but uh, I have a friend back in the Quad Cities that several years ago, I think they're going a little over two years now. They uh, they purchased the Spotify business account and with the the hardware and everything, but he was telling me that a couple bars in the area, Spotify had sent out representatives, and they went to bars to see what they were using as a platform. And if, if they, for instance, were playing you know, music over their speakers using Spotify, if they, they were checking to see if they were free, using the free version or the paid version. Um, obviously, a business is, you know, has a different expectation and level of, you know, level of, I don't know what to say, call it, but the business has to pay and a consumer does not, right? Or a private consumer right. does not. Business is broadcasting it to the masses, whereas a private consumer is just for himself or his family. Um, but these people would go out to bar to bar and kind of sit there and listen and see how, you know, how what they're using to play, if they're using standard radio, if they're using online radio. If it was, and then they would issue fines if they got caught using, like, a personal account of Spotify, which is right. why when he opened his tap room, he went and did everything, you know, the legal way and, and purchased the business account for the, you know, and the subscriptions and everything like that. And I just found that interesting that, you know, people did that. UFC does it too for UFC fights. They will 
scour yeah. Facebook. I was just going to bring that up. Yep. Yeah, they scour Facebook, and WWE does it as well. I just found out the other day. But they scour Facebook for, you know, bars and nightclubs and places doing, like, UFC specials, like $5 cover charge. Because UFC, you can't, you can't charge a cover charge um, because you're making money off the fight. Um, so they would scour, you know, Facebook events and things like that, and they would send a representative or, or preemptively call that business and say, you can't do that. If you do it, we're going to take you to court or we're going to fine you, you know, re- remove all rights and, you know, just a big legal you know, thing that nobody wants or has time for, especially if you're a small business owner. You know, way where in the world did we come to this? Where if that is the norm? Uh, I don't know. I, I know that when you're a small business, you can't just buy the UFC fight like as an individual. You have to pay for your capacity, right? So if your capacity is 300 people, you have to pay three. You know, the business license version of that and set up on different levels. Um, so then you have to basically bank on being a packed house. Then if something happens, weather or uh, flight gets canceled or whatever, or, or flight is short and people don't stay long, um, then you're out a lot of money and you haven't made it back. Because like you said, you can't charge for the fight. You just have to you, you have to make your money on the food and the drink that you're serving. So, um, yeah, it's a tough situation, man. Um, when I worked at, at the previous brewery that I worked at, um, my boss did not want to pay for the business license. And so he told us just to use our iPad and play, or iPhones or whatever, and just play our own personal music. Well, of course, we got in trouble for that. And then he, he said, well, I didn't know, I didn't know. He freaking knew. <laughs> That's why he told us to do it, because he didn't want to pay for that other license, but he didn't want to shoulder the responsibility or the burden of that either. So um, I don't know. I'm all for, you know, artists, uh, of, of all sort, music, beer, whatever, all getting paid for the products they create and everybody making money. Uh, but at the same time, I think that there's got to be a little bit of a balance out there. I don't think we can sue somebody because they, uh, I don't know, say that they're craft beer or they're not using mountain spring water or whatever. I don't really know if that matters. It gets boiled anyway, so... You know, it's all the same at the end. So yeah, I mean, I people got to get. Olympia was crappier to begin with. So yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say it was really craft beer, but you know, I mean, this dude is. You know, uh, I'd be interested to see his next exploit or or false advertising or you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure he'll. There's lots out there, so I'm sure he'll find something. I just want to know the lawyer that takes on these cases from people like him. You know, like they got to get paid too, and their timing it definitely isn't cheap. So you know, you just you have to think like, what lawyer looks at that and says, "Yeah, that's a winnable case. I'm going to win, and you know, we're going to get this big payday, and I'm going to make a lot of money off of you." Like, what really? Who has that time? Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be like one of those spec cases, right, where you don't take it unless you win, and then you get a bigger percentage of it if you've uh, done it all out of pocket up front. I don't know. That's all I can think of. Uh, that's basically it. I mean, it just goes back to people not having enough to do on their own and not being fulfilled enough as a human being, I guess, that they have to just go and be nosy and, and legislate and regulate and 
be an end in sight somewhere, you know, for a lot of things, you know, especially a lot of things we talk about, there's got to be, you know, we, we've got to peak eventually, right? I mean, we can't go down these paths, you know, the, the second deer and the muling and, and you know, it, eventually it's got to implode, right? It has to. I mean, it, it just can't sustain this level over and over. People are trading cars for a 12-ounce beer and spending a thousand dollars on a twelve ounce beer. Um, it's just not market sustainable. And then you know, I mentioned this the other day at work. I think a lot of times, especially lately, there's so many breweries releasing so many really good beers uh, and high quality products. Um, but even if they aren't high quality products, they sound like it and it drives hype that beer consumers have like beer ADD now. You know, they're they're excited about something on Friday and then by Monday they've forgotten about that and they're excited about the next thing to the next Friday. And um, it, it's just crazy. The, con, the consumption level uh, of some of these people, the way they go about spending their, I'm, I'm guessing, discretionary funds, I'm hoping discretionary funds, on, on alcoholic beverages only to then see them trade it again a couple months later for something else. Like, I saw you trade for that. You were so ISO that beer, and now you're trading it for another beer. Like, just drink it. You wanted it, now drink it. Right, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I, mine, I did that. I recently did a trade to get some two angry chairs from Tampa Bay Beer Week, Um and uh, I traded this guy, one of my, you know, one of my assassins, and he immediately, the day he received it, had it up for trade. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. I was like, you know, I can't be real mad. He, you know, he, he at least he waited until he got it. You know, I, I have seen where they trade for it, close the trade, and then post that same bottle that they have yet to receive in the mail, you know, for trade or for sale. And it's just like, Jesus, man. At least you. At least he waited. I, I can't be too mad. You know, he, 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 he had a bigger end game. I wish, you know, uh, I wish I. I guess I don't really care. But he had a bigger end game in mind during this whole thing, anyway. Um, I got my bottles. I'm happy. Um, right. You know, I got the two bottles I was looking for. He got the bottle he's looking for. I guess you know the trade was fair. It was safe. It's done. Um, both both shipped in a timely fashion, and and we got what we wanted. Um, now do I second guess it? Like, man, I should, I should have just kept the assassin. Sure. Based off of that. But again, I'm look at it as I got two outstanding bottles that I've been looking for and was, you know, and now I have them. So, right. um, yeah. And we of, talked about that before yeah. though, too, with like, uh, you know, flipping or whatever. I don't really care what someone does after I send them a bottle. Right. I mean, if they want to drink, I would like them to drink it. Uh, but Ideally, that's what I want them to do with it. That's why I sent it to them. But ultimately, uh, I I sent it to them. I gave it to them. So it's their beer to do what they want. If they want to chug it, if they want to share it with friends, if they want to uh, flip it, um, the only thing I really would get upset about is if they sold like outright sold it. You know that would that would bother me. But apart from that, um, I don't really care what they do with the beer. So you know whatever. 
Like you said, you're happy, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to block the dude, and, and there's no recourse. I mean, it's whatever. It, it happened, and, you know, that's – he reminded me this is generally why I don't deal with the national secondary national secondary groups. Uh, I learned a lot about that this past week, uh, I would <laughs> say, <laughs> about why I stay away. And, and not even learned. It's just reaffirmed more so. I already knew why. <laughs> and experienced why, but it reaffirmed that shit hasn't changed. And, um, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. No, uh, there's, there's a reason that I, uh, peruse those other sites and don't post in them, um, and only post in drama free. Uh, and even when I try to take it easy in drama free, I still end up in Corey's top 10 for the month, uh, of contributors. But, uh, you know, I, I rarely post up ISOs. I did that this past uh, week and a half ago, I guess, um, and closed them both quickly. So, and, and then got another thing on top of that. So, um, and they were all super easy. Everyone's happy. Uh, the people uh, who received my boxes already uh, are drinking the beers that I sent and seem very happy with them. So, yeah, you know, what, what more can you want from a group? Why why do you need to be outside of our group doing uh, doing trades and clothes for Assassin and Hill Farmstead and Fremont and you know this that and the other just by asking and Bottle Logic and whatever just by asking. <laughs> Close oh, yeah. in ten minutes. I mean, I I you know going back to I had a vanilla share coming up and. I posted for an FO, and I got a, quite a few, uh, you know, comments and PMs. And Lyle, Lyle, you know, he he just PM'd me. He didn't even post privately. He, and you know, this is a shout out to Lyle and, and a testament to the group. He PM'd me and said, "Close it down. Give me your address." I sent him my address, and he literally said, "I don't want a beer back for this. This is a beer for you to enjoy. You know, thank you. You know, I listen to podcasts. Thank you for everything you do." no beer, you know, intended. And he will get his beer. He's, you know, he's on my list. And, you know, that's just an attestment to this group is, you know, usually I I went outside the group because I, you know, I'd seen these bottles go, you know, we didn't have that many people with these bottles and I wasn't going to take their one and only bottles, you know, or, you know, or ask for them. So I went outside the group and it was a fair trade to me. So I did it. Now, if the guy, you know, receiving the, you know, my assassin wanted a whole bunch of other things, I'd have never done it. You know, it, to me, it was a fair trade, and it would have been a trade I would have made in DF. So I did it. But you're right. I really, you know, that was the first time probably in a year and a half I've gone outside the group uh, for a bottle. Yeah. And Jerk Lyle is sending me a FO too. And I told him, I was like, man, you don't need to do that. I know you just sent a couple others out, and you've already sent me. And he was like, he's like I don't care. He's like, I meant to throw it in your last box anyways. And yeah, that's what I want to do. But um, yeah, he's getting uh, he's getting absolutely wrecked on the way back. Uh, he told me he doesn't mean anything either. Uh, he doesn't get. Uh, he can't just be the only generous person to drop free. So Lyle, if you're listening, uh, you're probably gonna get the biggest box I've ever sent. So cheers, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he he's one of a kind for sure. You know. And that's what I hope, you know, uh, recently we, you know, I'm not going to get into many details, but we had some things happen and and it sounds like, you know, we're getting restored to that old, the old ways, the ways that made people come and and made people stay. And uh, not that we ever lost our way, but 
um, things are getting tightened down in, and, um, in lieu of some certain events. And, you know, I'm, I'm happier for it. And, um, you know, drama free for life, man. You know, the, I can't believe I ever traded or, or, you know, interacted outside of a group like this. You know, I don't, you know, wish to remember the time when I did. Yeah. Hey, I just got a uh, message from uh, Vic, and uh, he's wanting to know he can't hear the show right now. I told him that maybe it's because we don't have it open for callers uh, that he can't listen to it live this time. So we may not be uh, we may not be broadcasting live right now. So um, just let me check on up. this real quick. Let me yeah. check. Um, yeah. Um, let's go to our next topic. It's recording either way. Um, yeah. So if it's not, well, let's go to our next topic here. Um, blind boxes. Um, you know, we had a big thread, and this didn't happen in our group specifically. Uh, well, it kind of did, but um, uh, we had a member post that, um, that, that him and a longtime trader had been trading back and forth. And, you know, they, they kind of agreed upon, loosely agreed on certain beers. And this, uh, our, our member sent back, you know, some crawlers. And the guy messaged him and said, I don't want that crawler. You know, I want you now to pay me the difference. And, you know, is it okay to – I mean, it's, it's free beer in blind boxes. You know, when I do a blind box trade, there's always that, that – and it's never happened. But there's always that case where I might get a beer I don't like. Um, you know, Chris, I think you've received beers that aren't your style and you've reached out to the people, you know, I just, you know, it's free beer. I don't get what, you know, the beer is so pretentious now. It's always been pretentious, but it's really getting pretentious where, you know, this guy just sent you a boatload of free beer and you're like, oh, I don't like any of that. That's not what I wanted. Well, if you don't tell, tell, tell them what you want, you know, for me, when I'm sending a blind box, I kind of watch their trades or watch their insertos and, and figure out, you know, what their style is, what they're looking for, and, and, and you know, go after that beer for them. But, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to be picky when you're getting something for free and as a surprise, right? I mean, the audacity of people to say, thanks for the free beer, but I don't like it. Or thanks for the free beer, but it's not what I was hoping to get. Well, you can get nothing and like it, really, if, you, if it comes down to that. Um you know, I, I, people send me coconut beers, and they know I don't like coconut, and I've just taken it as a kind of a running joke in the group now, and I chug those beers with a smile, and uh, you know, do what I always do on Untapped. I don't, I don't rate it. Uh, I just say coconut's not for me or whatever, and I just move along. Uh, I don't, I certainly don't get upset with those people. I don't, like I said, I take it, I, I kind of take it now as a running joke. People sending me coconut beers, uh, expecting me to chug them. Uh, Steve sent me an infected coconut beer. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I certainly don't ever get upset when I get a box from somebody. Uh, even if it's beer I've had before, if it's beer I wasn't looking for, if it's a style I don't like, they took the time, they spent the money, they went out of their way to drop me a box uh, of, of stuff that they wanted to share with me. So, you know, the old phrase, it's the thought that counts. It really freaking is the thought that counts, you know. Uh, they didn't have to do anything, and they took time and made it a point to do something. So, uh, yeah, I just don't understand how someone could be upset by that. Um, I've never had that situation uh, on either side of a trade before, 
I did have someone one time say that they were going to send something and then they forgot to put that in a box. Uh, and I just politely messaged him and said, Hey, I thought you said you were sending me this. Uh, he said, I forgot. Uh, I'll send it in the next box. And sure enough, it showed up like two weeks later. So it was just a, a, an accident sort of thing. Um, I had a beer I was supposed to send to somebody one time and I agreed upon trade. And then there were some rumors of infection and not going so well. And this was recently, and this was in the group. And I just messaged him and said, hey, man, I'm not sending you this beer because I've heard some negative things about it. I'm going to send you this beer if that's okay. And they were like, yep, 100%. That's fine. Thanks for letting me know. Um, you know, communication, as we've mentioned in, in other podcasts, communication is absolutely the key to having successful trades. Um, you know, it, it's always nice to, if you want to surprise someone, that's fine. But if you're actually trading, I mean, just, just communicate. It's the easiest thing in the world to shoot somebody a message and, and, or to respond to a message. Um, and that should preemptively, uh, deal with any problems that might arise. So, uh, but if it's a hundred percent of surprise block, drink your beer and shut up. Yeah, I mean, free beer is free beer, and you're right though. I mean, we said it on on um, we said it on uh, on a couple posts in the group earlier this week. Uh, there was kind of a debate, um, you know, um, and I'm not going to name names, but, you know, but you know, communication absolutely is key here. You know, if if you know, I have a couple boxes that I don't owe, but I've been wanting to send out, and uh, you know, I'm waited on a release you know, the, the Barntown release and I'm sending them out. Um, I'm sending Carlos down in Kansas. Um, he's, he, I did a local proxy trade for him for Morning Delight. And uh, so I was Morning Delight and I was waiting, you know, for a, a good beer to be released. Not saying that Barntown didn't have any good beer in draft, but I knew this beer was coming out this weekend. So I you messaged him and said, Hey man, um, I want to send you some beer back, but there's this release coming out. Um, you know, I'm waiting for you for that. And he goes, absolutely. No worries. You know, it's, it's, it's a stout. It's not like an IPA that will go bad. So he, uh, he, um, you know, he's waiting and he'll get, you know, I'll be packing that up tonight too and, uh, getting it out there for him. But, uh, and as long, along with other boxes I'm sending, I'm going to be sending out a couple boxes this week with, with that barn time release. Um, you know, and people are going to be happy. Um, we've had a couple of, uh, people hit me up for barn town and they're going to get it now. Um, along with some crawlers when I get out lunch tomorrow. But communication is key. You know, these people that I've actually communicated, you know, that they're getting a box and it's not just a surprise box, you know, or, or a return fire, they know that I was waiting for this release. So they'll be happy and they know that, it, you know, they were fine. If they were said, no, I'd like the beer now, fine. I'll send you the beer right now. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But, um, for me, it's a, it's a hundred percent a matter of uh, of communication, and luckily, we don't have a whole lot of people in our group that are overly picky. Uh, so you learn about people who are crying about things, and most things get resolved. No one's upset about something taking a month or two months or whatever. Um, most of the time. Uh, I had an issue with a guy recently, one of my longtime trading partners, who just completely forgot. He thought he sent me a box, uh, and he didn't. And I was like, man, uh, it's been like nine months. <laughs> he was like, didn't I ever send anything? I said, nope. 
he, he felt bad. And he, he was like, man, I'm so sorry. He's like, thanks for not, like, going to the admin. Like, why would I do that? I'm like, just going to talk to you. You just get mentioned you were waiting for something, waiting for something, and then nothing. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think people get too worked up. And I certainly, when I send out a surprise box, I don't expect anything back, right? I send out the box as a surprise, as a random porch bomb. It's not a trade. It's not an agreed-upon trade. If you're sitting around bombing people expecting something to come back to you, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, you don't send people things just to get things. It's not why you should do it, and your heart's in the wrong place. Um, I had forgotten to send uh, Kiki Karpus a, a beer because uh, she and I had been talking right before uh, I had some things go down in my life last fall, and um, I completely forgot. And so Allison Lee uh, brought up the same beer, and Kiki was like, oh, he was supposed to send that to me, just kind of jokingly, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I felt so bad. So I wrecked them both, and um, I hope they enjoyed it. I don't expect anything back from them, and I told them so. Same with um, Megan in Kansas City. She had posted that she wanted a beer. They weren't doing crowlers or cans of the beer, but I went to my buddy at the brewery and said, hey, I just need one crowler. Can you make that happen? And he said, yep, absolutely. Um, and she got that crowler. I don't expect anything back from her either. So um, if you're sending out beers because you expect those people to respond in kind, there's people in this group who don't have the money or the time uh, or the seller uh, or the proximity to good breweries to send boxes back. So, you know, if you're sending beers out to get beers back, you're just you're not doing it for the right reason. I and I encourage you to uh, reevaluate your motives. Yeah, actually, you brought up the the next topic we had anyway. Um, nice segue in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the next topic was what is the expectation when you send somebody somebody an uncommunicated biff or or surprise box? Do you expect return fire? You hit the nail on the head. Same opinion. Um, you know, if you're sending boxes to uh to get beer or solicit or entice beer back to you you probably are in the wrong group you know we are a very generous group um and just you know a lot of a lot of people outside of our group do not like the way we operate but we you know we also don't like the way they operate so it's you know we we send beer and we, we send beer because we want people to enjoy it, not because we want to make money off of it or, or get beer back. You know, I've sent many surprise boxes, and I could care less if I ever received a, beer, a box back from those people. I don't care, and that's not why I sent it. I sent it because they wanted this beer, and they could truly enjoy it, and I just wanted to share the love that I've, you know, received from other people in this group. And, you know, that's the way we operate. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, I think you touched on something there that other groups don't like us for how we operate. And I think it's because we tell them to stick their secondary where the sun doesn't shine, you know? Uh, so we're, in a sense, bringing down their perceived fake unicorn second value garbage. Um, we're devaluing this thing that they put it three, four, five hundred dollars $500 for, for no reason um, that cost them 20 bucks. Um, and then we, we send it out to people uh, as a free. gift, yeah, uh, free, no expectations. Look at look at Corey. Corey sends out freaking perennial and side shift, uh, sorry, second shift and side project like a boss. Um, he doesn't. So Corey doesn't actually drink any of the bottles he gets. He 
rarely keeps a bottle for himself. He sends out every single bottle, every release he goes to, and he posts those pictures. He does not keep one for himself. He sends them out. And he, I've gotten, I've been on the receiving end, you know, of, of beers that Corey's only gotten one of, and he sent it to me because, you know, I had said something earlier on, and, and he just sent it to me, you know, and I've, yeah. I've hit him back, you know, of, of my only, you know, usually for me, if I can have the beer on draft, I will not keep a bottle for myself because I've had it. Right. Or, if, you know, or we have a pretty good uh, Des Moines area delegate here now that, um, you know, I, I will keep a bottle, at least one bottle from, for them if they can't get the, the beer. I'll keep one bottle, you know, to share with them because um, it's like sharing with Drama Free, you know. So it's, I keep it for the members here, and we get together. We just had one two Saturdays ago, and I pulled out, you know, some some good stuff. Um, you know, back on the secondary topic here, uh, secondary group topics, I was doing a local trade um, in our local group here. Um, Pulp of Rock put out this beer called Cakewalk, which is barrel age, you know, it's basically barrel age um, – uh, it wasn't barrel aged. I'm sorry. It was a German chocolate um, cup, you know, cupcake stout. Really, German chocolate cake stout. Um, I blew through my crawlers pretty quickly. Um, actually, sent one home with a good friend from from my old hometown. Um, he got shut out at the release, and my wife and I decided to let him, you know, have one of ours because it was two per person. Um, I didn't go to the line. My wife graciously went and stood in line for me and got the the, the crawlers. So we gave one to him. So I drank it. I drank the other one with, with all the guys that were here um, last Saturday. Scott, Scott was here. And, you know, we had Tony. We had Justin. We had all kinds of drama-free members. Um, just randomly, we just had this impromptu share. So I did a – I liked it so much. I wanted, I wanted a couple more. I threw a trade out there in a local group, and I got, you know, I got a, a bite. Um, I traded him a couple things, but it, originally the trade started out with this gentleman – wanting to do secondary-ish prices. And I told him, look, I'm dollar for dollar. And, um, you know, that was my response. And, I, and there was no interaction for, you know, probably a couple hours. And he came back. He goes, you know what, I'll do it. It's kind of refreshing to see somebody do dollar for dollar as opposed to trying to win a trade. I said, I'll never try to win a trade. Winning to me is getting the beer that I want. Mm-hmm. And you get the beer you want. That's, that's how you win a trade. If you get a beer you want and you're happy and I get a beer I want and I'm happy – the trades won on both sides. I'm not going to sell a bottle for three hundred dollars. I'm going to drink it or I'm going to chug it just for, you know, just to to create uh, you know chaos amongst yeah. the craft beer world. I'm going to chug that VR. I'm going to chug, you know, that the these high secondary value beers because it's at the end of the day it's just beer. We're yeah, here for a reason. Fun. The love it of beer. Be it's fun. just beer. It's meant to be fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I've seen so much generosity in this group. It, it's tough to it's it's tough to really even take seriously some of those outside groups. Um, I wasn't gonna say anything when it when it happened, but uh, Chris Tomeo he uh, he put me on blast and he said it. But um, when he was having his first child, he reached out. He was like, "Hey man, I know you have a lot of Canty on. Uh, where where could I get some?" I, I really would like a food for the birth of my daughter. I I respond and say, hey, man, here's a couple sites, but it's kind of expensive and they don't go on very regularly. Um, I'll see if I can find any for you. And um, proceeded to pack my last food up and send it to him uh, when they announced that I had their daughter. 
So, um, you know, that, it made me happy to send that away. It's one of my top five favorite beers in the world, but he'd never had it, and he wanted it for a super valid reason. Heck yeah, I'm sending that beer to him. You know, like, that's what it's all about. I asked the question a while back in the group, do you get more do you get more or as excited for boxes that you sent out landing as you do for boxes showing up on your porch? And for me, I really get as excited seeing people like post pictures of the boxes that I sent to them. Um, and then, it, and then enjoying the beers that aren't super sought after that I get here that, you know, are good beers that people are finally starting to notice, even though they're not whale or hype worthy beers. So that, that's super fun to me. Yeah. So, we had I had this conversation with a couple of people. Um, you know, I, I do I as well get excited when I send boxes out. More anticipation, hoping the bottle didn't break, kind of thing. More of um, yes, I'm excited. I love. I, I'm not sending this box out. You know, you know, as a dick swing. You know, I'm sending this box out because I want you to enjoy it and I want to see. You know your faces and your reactions to receiving these boxes, you know, and I absolutely am the same way. And as most members are, um, you know, of seeing that reaction and, and hearing that excitement and, and the fervor in their posting or their text messages or, or videos that they do um, about receiving this beer. That is what craft beer should be in and started out to be. And that's what this group is about is that excitement that joy of receiving that beer, especially, you know, that top end beer, beer you can't get, you know, I was, the way, I was the same way. Will Davis sent me a BDCS from, I think last year. Um, mm-hmm. and I got so excited because you guys had shared some with me and talked about it. I'd never really heard of it. And he sent me a, cr- a can of it a, a while back and it was absolutely amazing. And I was super excited. As a matter of fact, I'm super excited for any box I receive because it's, you know, not beers that I can get or not beers I go after because I don't really post for, you know, the next hottest can or the treehouse and the trillium and, and the monkish and, and all these beers regularly, you know, sometimes I do it for special occasions, but you know, I'm excited to send, try any new beer. I don't, it could be a shelfie in your area. As long as it's not a shelfie here and it does, you know, I can't get it in my mm-hmm. distro, send me that beer. I don't care what it is. Send me that beer. I want to mm-hmm. try it. I want all the beers. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I just received this quote here by a private member, Chris, that says, you cannot spell generosity without Chris Butler. <laughs> I appreciate that, whoever said that. Um, I, I just try really hard to be a person that uh, a lot of people remark and give me compliments in the group, and it really just humbles me. Uh, so I, I'm really just trying to live up to the – to the person that you guys see in me. Uh, you know, I, so thank you to whoever said that. I, I really appreciate that. I'm just just trying to be as good as you guys think I am. Yeah, so uh, we got one last topic here. Um, I think it's an interesting topic. Um, you know, and <laughs> we can bring this up when we're at a full, full, co- or full cast, um, you know, and maybe even throw this out for a discussion later, but is the West Coast IPA style a dead style with the onset of the new brewing, you know, the new haze craze? Um, you know, what are your thoughts, Chris, especially being at a brewery restaurant, um, working for one and, uh, you know, in charge of the beer? Uh, you, you think the West Coast IPA style is dead? 
No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I like hazy IPAs as much as the next guy. I always describe them when I'm behind the bar as the IPA for people who don't like IPAs uh, because they don't have the bitterness, obviously. Um, but I'm old, um, and I came up on, on IPAs that were bitter, and that's how I think they should be. Um, I have no problem with hazy IPAs. Uh, but for me, a, a West Coast IPA is is still like my happy place for IPAs. Uh, I'll have one or two hazies, and then I need that bitter bite. I need something a little bit astringent and a uh, little horse, little, little uh, sandpaper on my on my on my palate, and just kind of you know make make my throat stick a little bit. Um, I enjoy that. So if, if I'm the only one that can keep them alive, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I love West Coast IPAs. Um, I, I am glad to see like that race for IBUs kind of dead because, you know, it got a little crazy there for a while. Um, but I think, you know, having a definite bitter character to the, uh, to the beers is, is something that I really appreciate and love. What about you, man? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm definitely on the, the haze train here. Um, I'm not going to shit on a style. Um, I don't see it done as much anymore. Um, being where I'm at, I'm at though. I mean, obviously I'm not on the West coast, so, um, I don't see that style done a lot. There are a couple of breweries around here that stick to the classic styles, which I can be appreciative of. Um, they're not innovating in my eyes, but they're still open and they do well. Um, you know, and I, I do, you know, patron their, become a patron of their establishments and like what they do. Um, you know, and, you know, we're going to actually have a couple of those, uh, those that we're going to have one of those breweries on our show here once we can nail down a good time for them. Um, you know, and they're, they're excited. They've listened to this podcast and, um, they might be listening tonight for all I know, but, uh, they, uh, they're excited to be on the show and they do their styles well, you know, um, and I can be appreciative of a brewery that does that and knows, you know, their limitations and maybe they don't want to and, and, you know, there's a different, I, I can't speak for a brewery owner, but there's different reasons not to jump on the new hype and, and the pastry stout and the haze um, and, and stick to your styles. If that's what, you know, you do well in, by all means, you do you, you know. And um, I just can't say that I'm a big fan of the West Coast IPAs. You know, I, I'm not a fan anymore so of the the standard styles. I like, you know, I like the adjuncts. I like the pastry stouts. I like the the hazy IPAs. Um, and I like the the fruited you know sours, um, fruited fruited Berliners. You know, I, I I'm a fan of those. Um, if they yep. went away, would I stop drinking beer? Absolutely not. I'd go back to the styles. <laughs> I think my palate has just changed because I've drank so much of the 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 hypes that. Um, right now those are just not my style i do enjoy a good lager every now and then those are a really good way for me to kind of recalibrate my palate and kind of bring me back down to zero and back down to mm-hmm. earth yeah i agree i agree 100 percent um i'm not as on the new train uh, as you are but i gotta appreciate them for what they are um and, and you know when i go to a bottle share i certainly don't turn my nose up when someone brings them uh they're not styles that I actively pursue. But again, if they show up in a box, I'm going to be happy to have it, happy to try it uh, and thankful that I got it. Um, but you know, when I, when I'm ISO things, it's usually, uh, you know, 
uh, an IPA, a, some lambic, or like a big thick non super adjuncted stout. But you know, that, that's not to say that I wouldn't love it if somebody sent me Angry Chair, you know, pastry stout or you know whatever. But it's just not what I'm going to be looking for when I actually trying to make trades. Yeah, I uh, actually take it a little bit further. I'll take a base stout that, you know, I get, you know, microphone I do quite a bit with. Not that the base stout's terrible at all. I like their standard Russian Imperial and the base. Um, but I will actually French press our drop of vanilla bean and, mm-hmm. and you know, the base stouts and, and kind of make my own adjuncts. And, and I have fun doing that, you know, cr- kind of creating my own beer. Um, if it turned out bad, there's – and I've seen people do this, but if it turns out bad – I'm not going to go back and untapped and rip the brewery, you know, or the brewer right. for, for that stout turning out bad because I did something with the, with the beer. And you see this quite a bit though, which is why I'm bringing it up where they, they go back and, and rip the brewery for their malpractice or misuse of their, the beer, the way it's intended. Um, you know, it, I think that's sad. You, you altered what the beer was meant to be. Um, for instance, this was a huge discussion this past week of, um, of I think it was 17, a 17, I can't remember. Uh, it was a perennial, perennial, uh, 2017 perennial, um, beer that it says literally on the label, drink fresh. Mm, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. people said that's a, you know, a, a cop out for the brewery to write drink fresh when it's a barrel aged stout that, you know, people tend to sit on their stouts, barrel aged stouts longer and, and age them in a cellar. Um, you know, and they, they cried at the brewery because this beer was bad, um, you know, a year later and, you know, the big uproar, how, you know, side project, I think sent out a, uh, a email saying, you know, this beer was intended to be drank fresh, you know, a, a year later, we, it's not infected because, you know, a year later, it didn't last, you know, um, people do it about uh, vanilla, uh, was it uh, Madagascar, is, is one of those stouts that people try to age, but they rarely last past six months, in my opinion. I've had several that have, you know, been, you know, aged a year, and they were absolutely terrible, but it was fantastic fresh or even a couple months out fresh. You know, some of these stouts, if the brewery is writing this on their label, Follow the directions. Don't be right. mad at them when it turns bad because they know how their beer is. They know what their beer is going to do, and they can't foreshadow everything, but they certainly know the shelf life of a beer, I would assume, or else they wouldn't put dates on them. They wouldn't put right. canning dates or drink by dates. That, that's the whole purpose of this is follow the label. The instructions are right there. Drink by the stone right in their label says enjoy by. Mm-hmm. You know, they're – Believe it or not, there's probably science about around that date saying drink by this date or else you're not going to have a good experience. Right. It's not the beer that they intended when they released it from their brewery. So they can't be held accountable at that point for what you've turned the beer into. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So I, I'll get off my soapbox there, but that was that. I was just I didn't I didn't chime in because again it, it was on a a um, notoriously harsh secondary group ish where they just you know you you have an opinion and you, you all of a sudden become an asshole and a scapegoat. But uh, um, you know I'm sure members here um, have 
have seen that post and it just irked me. We see this conversation quite a bit. You know, they write, they write the, on the label for a reason. They're not doing it as a cop out. They know what their beer is intended to be. They know how long their beer is going to last because guess what? They made it. They've made it right. before. They, they know what the shelf life of things are. You know, dates aren't just made up. I mean, they might be a ballpark figure, but they're not made up. I've drank, right. I've played Russian roulette with my milk. I've drank it past the best buy date. <laughs> I've been, I've been bit in the butt for doing that too, where I've, didn't take a whiff before I, you know, take took a drink, and boy, I, it came back up real quick. But uh, you know, I mean, labels there for a reason, folks. Follow it. Yes, Drink sir. fresh. I, you know, I do have a cellar, you know, and I have lots of beer there, and it's not because I, oh, I, I wonder what this will taste like in two years. It's because I can't possibly consume all the beer that I get. And, and not even that, I could consume all the beer I can get. It's the fact I don't want to. These beers that I get, I want to share with people. So I want people to come over. You know, I want people, you know, and fact is, is I don't have any kids, but my friends do. So it's not that, you know, not that easy to get together sometimes, you know. And, you know, so my beer just sits and sits and piles up and piles up and voila, you have a cellar. Uh, yep, I'm in that same That's- stinking boat. <laughs> I brought a, I brought two 12 bottle shippers to uh, Assassin Day for the share, and guess what? I drank every single freaking bottle out of those two 12 bottle shippers, because because we were we went to the you know the pre shares and everything and the line shares, and I I even if I wasn't gonna drink them, I pulled these bottle bottles out and opened them, because I needed to get rid of beer and I wanted to share beer with people. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Well, uh, well, we don't tonight have um, a count of new members or or anything like that. Joe, um, Joey is pretty busy. Um, you know, he's been traveling quite a bit and uh, was taking the night off. And Steve as well. I think Steve had work or he had something going on and he wasn't going to make it in time. So, you know, sorry if me and Chris rambled, but uh, I think we had a really good show tonight. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, that was good. Uh, you know, at first I was kind of worried how we were going to fill the time, uh, but I think we did all right. Uh, we rambled a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, you know, people who have nothing better to do with their Sunday nights probably enjoyed listening to us ramble for a while. So, Absolutely. Any, anything you want to say before we, uh, we we take this show out? No, man, I'm just glad to be doing it again. Uh, it was uh, a couple weeks off, and, uh, and it's good to be back on the air with you, and hopefully we can get the uh, the rest of the crew back with us next week. Absolutely. I look forward to it. You know, sorry guys, we had, you know, off a couple of weeks there. We did the, uh, the TG episode, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, listen to that. Uh, you can find that that's not a numbered episode. Um, but, uh, uh, we got some big things coming our way. You know, we got some breweries lined up, uh, brewers lined up to, to discuss, uh, there's never any shortage of beer topics in the beer world. So, um, until next time, um, I'm going to take over Joey um, for tonight, his his go outgoing saying before we cut off, but uh, that is be well, drama free. See you guys later. Welcome to the drama free podcast. Save the drama for your mama.